What's up, y'all? Welcome back. You know, it's season two, episode two, Chill the Fisher Podcast. This is D. Hey, y'all. This is Irma. What's going on, y'all? This is Rob. So, what's good with everybody? Life. You said life. What you mean? Life. It really easy. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Taking it back for those who know. Um, it, life has just been moving, you know, moving forward with this new job and yeah. um just trying to live in these recession um streets mm. talk about it because shit's too expensive it's expensive well my man was like why are people out down here on the we went out to the wharf last night for yeah. my best friend's birthday and a london happy birthday shout out true, true, um, true. so we went out to the wharf and everybody and their mother was out we could not find parking near a garage it's like no garage one is closed garage two is closed it's always closed at the wharf oh my god it's always like that at the wharf that's why i hate going down there it's it just like bruh traffic. and i'm like what what are we doing down here and he was like it's inflation why people out like people got money to be spending shouldn't everybody be at home saving it's dc you know niggas be fronting flexing big fronting and I'm like, I went so we went to a karaoke spot, and I'm like, why is every white man in walking here got on a suit and dirty white Ew. sneakers? Like dirty, I've never dirty filas, Adidas. I was so confusion, mm. oh, so much no. confusion. Mm. I said, you wear clean crisp shirts, <laughs> clean crisp suits, and dirty, dirty shoes. Mm. Confusion. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, that's that is weird. That's an aesthetic, and it was every everyone. Oh And they my all god. wanted to have like shape ups and fades. Uh, the white guys. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, so you know. <laughs> If they only they only want to have the culture, like you know, the shave up goes with the you know what? Don't fuck around. They want only you can't. That don't make no sense. Pick and choose. That's you got to pick and choose what you want. And you you got to take a toothbrush to that them cleaners to them uh them shoes though. Like you can't go outside. You got to take them to get them you, clean. Yeah, fuck the toothbrush. But you got to go and kids? keep them clean though. Like yeah. you like you can't go top to bottom. If you get dressed top to bottom, ladies or bottom to top, whatever have you, <laughs> you get dressed. If you get dressed from the bottom up, mm-hmm. that means that. They purposely put them nasty shoes on. They put them on on purpose and said everything's gonna be fine after this. And that is problematic. I've been there yeah. with someone. You can't. That's a paywall yeah. conversation. Yeah. Oh my CD nigga! After dark, right. <laughs> like no, nah, nigga, we's not going out until you change. That's a real statement. <laughs> we gonna bring we gonna bring that back on one of our relationship topic. Uh, uh, I remember. Podcast. I remember that. Yeah, bring it back. Bring it back bring, up. Yeah, I will. But no, but life is life, and and you trying to go out and have a good time in the world, but it's hard because as responsible adults, you're like, wh- where's the line between saving for the future, mm. making sure that I am stable now, because if anything happens, Captain Saberho ain't coming down. No, mm. to rescue nobody. No. Mm. Okay, especially not at this big, big age, because then people looking at you like, "Hey, you should have it by now." Exactly, you should be okay by now. You should have some shit like, "No, not like didn't right? Didn't you go to school so you wouldn't have to go through this?" Like, like yeah. But unfortunately, that's not how it works. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we can we can also (sighs) be honest about that. I think we we've all gone through the idea of what it was supposed to be, and I think like two, three decades ago. Yeah, for everybody else, it was different. It was different, but before two thousand eight, I, I would say yeah, it was first. definitely different. They snowed us. No. Go to college, get a job. Okay, we go to college, graduate, ain't no jobs. The hell, don't but. have the, enough work experience because you need that. And then they're like, hey, you should be able to support yourself. I'm like, everything costs, right? Costs, right? Stupid amounts of money. So, <laughs> so what's good money. with with you though? So much fucking money. But um, all right, so. We've been chilling. Uh, saw my folks before I got here. Make sure I get mm-hmm. myself a good little routine started. Like, all right, hey mom, hey pop, what y'all up to? What's popping? Mm-hmm. Um, 
I guess we'll get into that picture for the podcast eventually. That that picture that I put up in my house. Uh, and apparently half y'all liked it, half y'all didn't like. Are you gonna so tell them where you put it? So the so the ones that that so the, the results from the poll said right. So the ones that liked in my bedroom, I appreciate y'all. The ones that didn't like my bedroom, fuck y'all. I mean, I appreciate y'all too. Um, uh-huh. So no, nah, it was it was cool. It had good res- good uh, reviews, so that was cool. Um, I actually put up another mirror in my house too. So like I'm doing like a lot of construction work on that and. But as for work, chilling, mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. life been good, man. A single dude at, with a house is uh, it's it's a, it's, oh. a, it's a fun Rob life. Here being a hoe. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I'm out here being a Sorry, no, I'm messing that? with you. I know I'm, I'm cool. I, I'm, I'm not gonna, with you. I'm not gonna not. Look, it was a blessing to have the house, mm-hmm. but <laughs> 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 absolutely okay. Nah, it's fun yeah, out here. No, but, we can go back to my place. No, nah, shit. The fact that you say that and that it's actual place, it's nice. Versus mm. the lie, people. Look, I've look. I went out. The, niggas, the, niggas lied legitimately. Massage the truth. <laughs> like my place, lie. like is very different from like your, the room in your mama's basement. Right, you know. Right, that's way different. It's very, it's very so, different. Oh my gosh, yeah, it, gets, I got it, gets, you. it gets ugly. But other than that, it was cool. Chilling, had some friends over. We talked about life a little bit. Um depending upon your family structure, whether you're in your matriarch or patriarch, mm-hmm. it's a different conversation. One of my boys came over, he's in a matriarch and I'm in a patriarch and we, we do things totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love his mother. She works very hard and she's like the boss in that joint. Every time I go there, I like a bow, like I'm like in some like Asian picture or some shit. It's, it's nice. She's, she, no, I'm playing, no, she don't play that. Like I, I love her. But um, I do ask, I do love the aspect of being out with friends, family and stuff like that. I went out yesterday with some of my boys from uh, one of my garbage man jobs, and um, <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. And and it was taking shots back and drinking. Like, I guess it was Saturday, right? Yeah, so it was Saturday. So they was doing all right. But other than that, it was cool. The waitress came over and said, "Are y'all drinking? Do you forget something? Like, yeah. did not forget something? They was drinking like that. Yeah, like that. Like you get the vision. Like she was like, "Y'all don't want to go home, do y'all? I was like, "Oh shit, let me stop. So I, I picked my tab up and left. They stayed. <laughs> they stayed though because it looked pretty bad. Mm. They look bad. Oh, no. We were drinking drink. Um, uh, we were talking about knowing your limits huh? as Gotta adults. Know. Got to, you know, especially with this inflation out here. That price was dumb. Um, uh, well, other than that, D, what's up? What's up with you? Um, for the most part, what have I been up to? Chilling for the most part. Um, just trying to, you know, de-stress. That's been a big thing. Okay. Kind of like getting everything in order because I've been. Doing a lot of stuff without any type of order. Mm. Um, so that's been on my plate. I've gotten back into my planting. So I planted my tomatoes. I planted my peppers. I don't know what's going on with my peppers, but they're making me mad. My tomatoes is growing though. Okay. okay. So um, we good on that aspect. And then once they get to a certain size, I got to give them to my grandmother because with her getting older, she loves the plant. But the problem is um, her being older, she's just not able to... Um, been down and stuff as much so the deal was i will get her stuff started mm-hmm. once it grows to a certain size i'll go ahead and give it to her so she's able to take care of it from that okay. from oh. the for the rest of the way yeah. or, <laughs> just or drop even, my phone or even um, have, have um counter like certain plants that are, that can sit up on the counter 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm doing that for her. I'm about to start getting back into my workout routine this week. Um, one thing that I've taken on to save money is I've started doing my own nails. So I got like, okay. oh, yeah, because I'm like, y'all want me to pay how much to do what? So I bought the Kiara Sky Jelly Tips kit. I be doing my own nails, cut okay. file. I got to drill all that. That's whole nine because lamps, gel polish. Let's go. Um, <laughs> That's real. Let's was, save the money. I don't know how to do that. I was that. thinking it about like a very good idea. Seventy dollars. So. You said it's seventy dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the whole Kiara Sky kit, I got four hundred dollars. The most I spend is on polish, depending on what I want. If it's OPI, if it's Essie, if it's the Kiara Sky polish, it's a place in Laurel. It's a whole nail place in Laurel where I just go and get the supplies. This is what I need. Pick it up keep moving yeah. um so that's been my thing and then my parents because they noticed i had started doing this last year but i guess they picked up on it so for christmas they actually got me this really bomb um pedicure um it's like a what is it called like the little machine it got bubbles and it's heated so i'll be doing my own pedicures and my own manicures at home now and i'll be saving oh, money so. look, yes. look that needs to be a segment like tips in the streets on how, how to save money and still right seriously save money for self care. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing. And hobby wise, like I make polymer clay stuff and I paint it. Okay. I actually got to paint this like pan African thing I made. I need to finish my African wooden thingy. Yeah, the, starting August. Let's not go there. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, okay. but um, sounds like a good time. A yeah, artistic outlets are important. Yeah. Yes. So just trying to fill my time with different stuff outside of doing this podcast, outside of working and other stuff that I do. But um work life balance. Seriously. Right. That's important. It's very important. And I'm just like, let's get it, let's go. I mean so So especially after last year and like how last year ended. Oh Jesus, yes. <laughs> if y'all tune into the last few episodes of the podcast, we're talking about stress and oh, yeah. work, stress and managing and balancing all that. It's just pretty important and we i think we take it for granted sometimes especially mm. you know coming from a collegiate um oh i got one more update oh, oh that happened since the last podcast <laughs> cars are expensive as hell yes i paid a lot of money to get my oil changed rotors resurfaced and brakes yeah no never again go ahead and say what you want to say rob my daddy i call him <laughs> he about to bust out laughing I called him and was like Hey so They want me to do all these things to my car And some of the stuff I could do myself So I could replace I think the cabin filter The engine filter They wanted me to charge Actually since I have the paper sitting beside me on my desk um, $70 to replace the cabin air filter yeah. And $64 to change the engine air filter. I bought both of them hoes off of Amazon for $20 that I can do the manual work myself. So that's done. Um, we got to find my uncle, find my uncle, to do the serpentine belt repair. Yeah, so basically the people at the dealership tried to get you. Look at that price, man. Read that out loud. All the stuff they said they want to do to my car that's like ridiculously, yeah, I said no. Does that so, say $3,700? Yes, it does. And I say, y'all can go to hell. <laughs> like Medea. Go to ham sandwich. So. <laughs> my granddaddy would say, y'all can go to ham sandwich. Go take a ham sandwich down there so for the devil. Because go there. Um, the brakes and rotors got resurfaced. I got the tire rotation, the oil change. Um, I do need to get an alignment because one of my tires is starting to cup. 
Gotcha. So that's something I do need to take care of um, as well. So the brake job, but that with this valve cover gasket replacement? Bruh, I called one of my friends that's a mechanic and he was like, how much are they trying to charge you for that? He was like, you can do that yourself and the part's not even that expensive. So luckily I have people that I know that work on cars. Luckily I have my uncle that works on cars and like I can slide him money way cheaper than what the dealership is trying to charge. But um like some of this stuff is like OD ridiculous mm. Flat out crazy I'm like y'all done lost your mind So now I have this thing where I am starting to take note And track of when stuff needs to be changed And what I can do on my own um, I'm probably just gonna drive my car Down to Virginia to let my daddy change my brakes From here on out cause this is stupid He be alright oh because he already Calls my car his car every time I go home how my car doing? I can't. I'm like, if you want to call it your car, you can pay the car note too. Insurance on what you want to do. But yeah. <laughs> Rob they, is they looking really disgusting. trying to charge you almost a grand for four tires. I, I definitely so, <laughs> uh-uh. Yeah, they almost tried to charge me a grand for new tires. And I'm like, y'all, no. That's supposed to sound like 250 a tire? Bruh. Almost. Yeah. Right there. Tires, mount and balance, four tires, 24 month uh, tire road ha- hazard coverage, nine forty five twenty. Because they no. already put in, no, they already put an insurance they, on there. Why they need all that shit? I mean, right? Is this, is this like a combination of what you are needed now? So or yes, they just went in and be like, is that a woman? I exactly. think that's what they did. Exactly. Fucking, I think that's that, what they did. That black that kid, that, like that mean the black kid. Just, <laughs> I get all of, like, that was him. That was you. Like, but. That's what happened this week And I said y'all niggas lost your mind So that's been what's been going on In my world But you know the rest of the world has been interesting Mm. It's been some good things It's been some bad things It's more of an equal balance I guess you could say That's going on in the world So I guess maybe we should start with good So Creed came out Creed 3 Creed 3 came out And they, you know, busted some box office expectations and whatnot. So pretty much, you know, they had ticket sales of $100.4 million. And they set a franchise record for an opening weekend while also having the biggest ever debut for a sports movie in the U.S. So let's give it up for that. um, So speaking of debuts, Michael mm -hmm. B. Jordan made his directing debut with this film. With this film. So it's just like, yeah, yes. that is what's up for sure. You better get a director credit, uh huh. Get a director paycheck. And but, for those who have seen it and are going to see it, we're not going to do too many spoilers. But there's something <laughs> right. that you'll figure out. Stallone is nowhere in, in the movie, not attached mm-hmm. to it. He was attached to the first two movies. Mm-hmm. The first two movies had a different director. So the director, mm-hmm. Coogler, yeah, yes, Coogler did the first two. Um, right. Ryan Coogler. Ryan Coogler. So allowed uh, Michael B. Jordan to direct the, the um, gave him the original screenplay, let him manipulate it to fit, you know, the narrative that he wanted. But, okay. you know, not everybody was on board with that. So some yeah. people who were in the original two movies were not seen in this third movie. Gotcha. Um, I know reviews are still coming out. We saw it live and in person. Me and mm-hmm. D. Very nice. All that muscle. Very and skin up front, very in this, you know. Talk about it, but no, you know, like it was very enlightening, yeah, very enlightening, very beautiful. Robert sitting over here, like, why are they talking about this? Nah, I accept that. Don't, if, <laughs> if I don't be talking about my dumb shit, look, you gotta accept it. It's balance, that's what we're talking about. There you go. It's about balance. Um, we we talking to the sisters. 
Talk about to the sisters. <laughs> oh my god, this is for the sisters. Yeah, like, you got it, for you real. Got it. So, but yeah, so I it's, it was a good movie. Hopefully, the next one, if they decide to do a next one, will be dope. Hopefully, a focus. Hopefully, one of the sequels focuses on his daughter. I will say that without giving anything away. Um, yeah, yeah. You ever seen any of them? You would like it because you like boxing. I will say that much. Like the whole series, you'd be like, "Oh damn, this is dope." I think you would like it. Um, There is there is enough athleticism in there for people who do enjoy the sports. I was in them. Right, I was like, "Am I watching a real match?" Like, oh, he about to knock him out. Like, it's to the point now where I want to go to a to a real. Match, oh. yeah, like that would be really dope You're to amazing. go to one. Ladies, they're amazing. If y'all haven't been, well, that and a UFC joint, mm-hmm. they're they're UFC. amazing. I ain't gonna hold you. Okay, the energy is like live. It's not like soccer football energy, mm-hmm. but like it's awesome. Greco Roman, two people just beating shit at each other. It's like this is a fucking fun ass night. It's horrible to watch, man. <laughs> <laughs> but. And then, too, let me find out they like thickums. Because during that interview, they was watching the little uh, lady walk away. that one I seen. And I agree with both of their statements <laughs> of what they made with their faces. When that girl walked out and they both was like, nigga, you see, did you see that, nigga? I, I told myself that I see that. And I was like, like, damn, I'm not even in the room when I seen that. That's hilarious. She walked past her ass, walked past five minutes later. It was great. Oh, my goodness. It was beautiful. I found it interesting because I know um, there was always rumors saying that Michael B. Jordan didn't like um, black women. And that was the whole he thing with him. Right, dating Lori Harvey. Yeah. But they say it was like more of a publicity stunt. He just did it to um, pretty much be like, hey, yes, I do love the Negro women. And then, of course, Jonathan Majors, his wife is white. So it's just like, uh, but in Hollywood, like, I ain't gonna lie to you. Even when I went out there to LA, like, LA is different And maybe I wasn't In the right parts But um, They wasn't really Checking for the women's The black women's At least Mm. It's like Either be light skin Or exotic And you got it Like Hmm. I mean Okay You a Kardashian And you're winning I guess I don't know A lot of the girls Out there look like that That was the funny part A lot of Hispanic girls did And I was just like Y'all don't wanna look (laughs) We know that's your alley Um, (laughs) I was like (laughs) I was like, nobody wants to look like themselves. It was very weird. So for me, it was more like a East, I guess East Coast, we're a little bit more down to earth, probably. Come as you are a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then the South would probably say they're they're even more down to earth than the East Coast. Not Atlanta, though, and not Miami, I would say. But that's just me. But I mean, I think different cities, especially your major cities, have different um, Mm -hmm. stereotypes. Yeah, stereotypes are kind of like... ideas of like how they portray themselves like even you can think about accents and how women talk or like mm. uh, or how people talk you mm. know philly you're gonna have a different way of saying john and you know dc a joint you know mm-hmm. baltimore is gonna be different so yeah so i guess the the way men and women portray themselves mm-hmm. city by city is gonna be different and what people that. look for but makes sense you know even going back to the the interviewer uh from michael b jordan and um for the and Jonathan Majors um, segment, <laughs> she I wanted to shout her out for her like response and her attitude about the whole thing, um, because she made a comment on Instagram. She's like, "Hey y'all, after my wagon went viral, I received so many new followers. Here's a little bit about me." So she just talked about who she was and <laughs> um, she's an entrepreneur. Her name is uh, Sharonda Williams. Sharonda Williams, you said. Sure. <laughs> 
her Instagram. Her Instagram page is called Pay or Wait. Um, and she's just really cool, and she's like a lover of good vibes, and um, she's um looking for someone to help her find her future husband. Mm-hmm. So shout shout out to her search for her future husband. I hope this help puts her puts her on the map for it's finding that. <laughs> All up in it. You sure. like? I know you like them thick. I'm <laughs> swimming there, y'all. Oh my god! You got to y'all relax. So you gotta relax. <laughs> you watch the video though. You know I watched that video. I know you watched that I video. She she walked away and such, it was such a blessing. Mm. Such a blessing. <laughs> like, like, what is that? Water in movement. Mm. Water in motion. What's all that movement back there? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Shut up. Oh no. But um. So shout so shout out to to thick black women out there winning. Okay. Mm. So yeah. So that was the good. So no matter no matter how much people think that that there's only one type of body type out there, there's multiple. There are multiple, right. and they're so. all they're all beautiful. <laughs> but um, no. So and this man is over here reacting in live in in real time. Lord have mercy. You gotta relax. Her whole bathroom. sir. Oh my god. Right. Um, Sharonda. Oh, he actually told me like legitimately like. What that meant, and I thought it was an actual joke until he said, "No, like we used to have to drown." I said, "Oh, what about the?" the, the We've the, talked about this before, right? I think we have with with yeah. uh, Kevin Gates talking about he was drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh like, my god, like detritus, right? Like what juices? <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, that was the good of the week. I'm trying to think. Was there any more good news that kind of happened? I don't think so. Not hopefully this week in the next few weeks will be a little bit better. But of course, the world we live in is always chaos. And I know something that made that happened locally that made national news because people are rallying around her is the lady from D.C. who on the daycare um, who is now about to serve four years in prison because Mm. she shot her husband uh, because he was touching a few of the children that were at her daycare. Um, She didn't kill him. But she did shoot him and they went to trial this week and, you know, the prosecutors wanted to give her two years and then the judge ended up giving her four years. But it became a national story. And now there are people who are actually putting money on her books mm. to make sure she has whatever she has in jail. Because, um, I mean, whether it was right or wrong to shoot her husband by law standards, <laughs> it was wrong to do so. To, you know, but everybody who... um feels is what her husband did wrong which he did and is he being punished for it that's what i want to know because i haven't heard anything about I that i haven't heard anything about it he was also a police officer at that. yeah 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 my yeah. so that's so, what she was talking about her interview she's like we were both supposed to be protecting children children uh, uh, protecting marginalized and um uh people right but in particular children and it's like oh my god like okay. it's crazy that that happened His name, james weems he uh yeah. retired police officer was uh with 33 counts of rape and, ch- and child, so he got charged child sex crime okay waiting trial yes yeah so i'm just like this is od crazy for real but um yeah people are like free her you know she ain't really do nothing wrong she kept kids safe and i'm like we all feel that way but unfortunately the law says otherwise and now we are here so it is what it is but unfortunately according to the judge which 
does matter in sentencing or like how you label a crime worth whether it's a manslaughter charge which is like something that Mm -hmm. somebody died but it was outside of your control versus Mm -hmm. murder Mm -hmm. um so for this um act of assault it was premeditated meaning that she said oh yeah she set up the circumstances for which she was going to attack him she knew and she had yeah. time to talk herself out of it or to change her mind which is why she got more than the two years i believe that's what the judge is saying so okay. it was premeditated it was not spontaneous if she had just found out like 30 minutes before she grabbed a gun mm-hmm. and popped off that would have been taken into consideration and would have lowered her sentence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But because she went to, she went to, she did it in a, in a swanky hotel room. In DC. In DC. Drove all the way from Baltimore. Which is wild. I'm just like. I would have done it in Baltimore. She probably could have got away from there because don't nobody really care about what's going on in Baltimore. But then again, if he was a police officer in Baltimore, then the people who showed up might have. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why she, mm, that's a good one. Good Didn't catch thing. that. But. The whole the whole situation. We are not condoning violence or gun violence. (laughs) Please, you know, there people say there's distrust of you know police Police officers officers. and the legal system, but the system is there for a reason. Um, and it's hard when you're in a position where you're supposed to be protecting people, and you have these expectations of. Then they were married for what 14 years. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's like I can understand her rage I can understand why she was upset Like to me it makes total sense It's just like damn This is not the person I married This is not what I expected Like children Exactly Like small children These are daycare age children So that's pre-school age children For the most part So it's just like what the entire hell And then on top of that Again in this region The mayor of College Park He looked like he touched kids (laughs) He did I'm sorry Like that joint was crazy They found um, (laughs) (laughs) They found um, Child pornography on his um, Personal computers and stuff And it's just like what is going on and he gonna get locked up well obviously he had a fetish for children and that we don't condone fuck him r kelly and a whole bunch of other people that groom children so and to be in college park which is not surprising but (laughs) i hate to say it but being the mayor college park that's college town so you know yeah university of maryland Mm -hmm. the state school for maryland (laughs) the whitest part of pg county but okay um like he's the mayor of that he controls that so how much access does he have to young adults and and, you know adolescents through his position and you know the mayor of where he is it, it just Y'all think they do a, like a mental health test on these people before they put them in these positions? No! I feel like they need to. Well, they should. No, I'm saying that for the simple fact that like if you're there to do a job and you have a actual fetish or something is mentally, all right, man, like mm-hmm. this person likes kids. Mm-hmm. Let's not put you near a daycare center. Um, or that police officer that you're talking about touching kids and whatnot. There has to be some type of mental Mm-hmm. Te- health test to be like yo are you fit to wear the badge mm-hmm. are you fit to do the job that you're supposed to do because if not all right take the badge don't let them do that mm-hmm. but they gotta be something in place. some people particularly i think older generations but okay. some people have been conditioned to repress a lot of things mm-hmm. com- repress a lot of things until they're in a one, he's re- the police officer was retired, so okay. he could have been the badge could have been protecting him before, or you know he had other outlets yeah. to do his things, and it wasn't 
Like, oh, I got to get it where I can get it and concentrate mm-hmm. it in this one place. You don't know. I would be looking back on all of his cases, like any sort of complaint that he had while he was um, wore the badge. I would look back on that because you don't know. Like, maybe we need to open this case again. Right. Um, so people like that are good at finding other outlets and repressing. Mm. There are some people. Yeah. It, when you're put into positions of power over people. Yeah. Then, then certain um, repressed desires come out, and you're and, and some people don't even admit it to themselves. So that's why constantly being evaluated would be ideal. Constantly seeking therapy, constantly seeking help, because you're saying before they get into these positions, they could be somebody completely different ten, fifteen years into right. whatever they were doing. But it's, you're right; it's not going to hide who they were at their core. Damn. But they can repress that. And see what's crazy about that too Speaking of Because our good old government Like that stuff The whole situation with George Santos This man out here pretending to be 50 million people Mentally I don't think he is personally fit To serve In his position But they're still letting him serve In his position And then on top of that You have a whole side of a government Or one particular party that's like refusing to, you know, denounce white supremacy. And to me, I know it might not be a mental thing, but it's a moral thing. How can you sit in the house and blatantly discriminate against people of color in those marginalized communities? Like, to me, that's not okay. You're supposed to be there as a servant of citizens in the United States for your representative state. Like, mm. Not everybody thinks like that. Right. And that's it's unfortunate. sad, you know, everything that's going on with CRT, everything that's going on. And critical race theory for you yeah. guys CRT. Yeah. And it's like everything that's going on in Congress with the House. It's just like our government is very split. And there's something that's going on to where people are being, I don't want to call them sheep because the right uses sheep as a term. Mm-hmm. But it's like literally they're getting fleeced no pun intended mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's just like oh yes this is going on so we should believe this or and you know and it's and the crazy part of it is a part about it is for those that are well studied on government mm-hmm. and how it affects people of color mm-hmm. it's literally i would say the late 40s up until probably 1968 starting to repeat itself to a certain degree with some of the things and the laws and stuff that they're passing and how they're going about stuff. Mm. And to me, that's problematic. They're just doing it in a newer way instead of doing it with old school tactics and being blatantly, openly racist about it. But the problem with that is I think them thinking that they're doing it on the sly and trying to, to disguise some of the things that they're trying to do is that they think we're not smart and that we can't see through it, but yeah. we see through it and they get mad that we do see through it and we try to fight back. And I think that's the reason why Gen Z, because I know boomers ain't really about to do nothing. Gen X is kind of like us as millennials. We're like, we trying, but Gen Z, they out here. They don't, they don't play. No. Yeah. They don't play. They know what's up. They're seeing it, which is why I think they're pushing so hard with critical race theory and some of the things that's going on with this country, because they're already seeing, Oh, Gen Z is hip, but we got to screw up this next generation that's coming behind them. Mm. So, you know, we don't have the masses trying to turn things around and change these systems that are in place Mm -hmm. to protect a specific class of people and nobody else Mm -hmm. to protect, um, the people who created the constitution and that as rich white landowners. Right. And that's, that's a whole nother thing too. I'm like, when's the last time we actually sat Man. down and dissected 
a const the constitution of the United States. It's mm-hmm. way past the time that it needs to be done because mm-hmm. some of the things that are in it, you know, don't go with the current climate right. <laughs> like at all. So you got to teach your kids at home too. Yes, like, please. Even, even when I left like school, school, I come home in elementary school. My parents would have like a whole nother class with me talking about, well, this is what you were taught over there. Mm-hmm. That's wrong, right? Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had like to talk with my dad about like cops talk. I think I had to cop out for the sex talk, which is weird. That makes sense for a young black boy. So unfortunately, he's like, we, yeah. I said, I need you to come home. Mm-hmm. I said, I live right here. I can walk home. Nah. Like, you're not understanding what I'm saying. So we had that talk. Uh, myself, my dad, Lloyd, you know. All three of us and whatnot. And then understanding the aspect of like, if you just let the government to, well, blanket statement here. Mm-hmm. You just let the government just go and like teach your children or the masses that you want to know. They're only going to teach you what they want you to know. Mm-hmm. You have to go have research and books and specifically old heads. Old heads as in like grandparents. And mm-hmm. that understand that like, well, we didn't do that back in the day. And this is why. Mm-hmm. So you can see the lineage of how you got to where you are. I like learning history so i understand like all right like you just said so don't repeat itself like right. i don't want that like but, yeah and that's how i learned some of the stuff that i learned is through my grandmother and her just talking about how it was when she was growing up mm-hmm. so my grandmother she's in her 80s so at this point she pretty much seen everything and she can talk to you about what was going on back then yeah. she was born in 37 so she could talk about everything she's seen as like a kid a teenager as an adult even up until now mm. um the different stuff and different changes and whatnot so that's where i know a lot from is from her but i know not everybody has the opportunity to have that happen mm. so you got to kind of take it upon yourself to learn those things or get around elders yeah. to learn it so but it's also like you were saying with the gen zers mm-hmm. um they have access to the internet yeah and they much, use it way better than us because they've known nothing else right we were born into an era where there was no internet and then it popped uh, up and, and then there was <laughs> dial up and then there was, you know and then we have high speed internet they, they we've been all through, through all three stations <laughs> that's so sad we, we have been there <laughs> through, old. The, through the progression <laughs> of it we were we were alive for it but we also remember a time where like if you wanted to f- look up um information the the biggest span of information was like encyclopedia britannica you'd have to know exactly what you're looking for look it up by alphabetical order and Mm -hmm. like research it it wasn't just at your fingertips so readily available Mm -hmm. so when um you have situations like thinking about when you're we were in school and you were learning about slavery or um when they were (laughs) when you were learning about slavery and they were telling you um yeah in school what y'all hit her in the back that's what we grew up with And if that was running <laughs> on your landline, you could not call. Don't you, call the house. Don't call the house. Your mother calling the house tell, telling you to get off. They call your neighbor. <laughs> tell your neighbor to come knock on your door. Tell you to get off the Internet. Your mom said to get off the Internet so she can call you. Right. So the struggle. Damn. Yeah. So so having the Internet available. And when we were in school, the the. The education that we got in school is very different from the education that we got outside. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember being in history class and they were talking to us about, you know, Christopher Columbus and the discovery of America. Mm -hmm. That was a whole lie. Um, We know that now. Mm -hmm. Um, And also (laughs) we also uh, were told, you know, how um, slaves were brought over from Africa. And when they were brought over, 
um, they were probably servants. They don't know what their occupations were. Yeah, I hate how they're teaching that. Like that sounds so crazy. It's very censored. It it it's is very cen- censored. So it's like, all right, let's not mess with anybody up, or let's not try to uh, make anyone feel bad. Like, no, you took us from mm-hmm. here, brought us here for free labor. Like, just say what it is. Right. And these are people like who had whole homes and families. They don't want to. They didn't want to humanize the fact that whole communities of people were being kidnapped Mm -hmm. and so if you put it in a certain context to children you know and make it feel like hey it was okay because they were probably already slaves they weren't kings or queens or landowners or mothers or fathers or aunties if you don't put it in a humanizing way then you can teach it a little bit easier and you remove responsibility from the you know the slave owning class Mm mm-hmm so, you know, us being taught that and then you go talk to your grandparents. Like you said, my grandfather, like his grandparents were slaves. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's, I'm not that far removed from slavery. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like, I, I don't know what your, your parents were born, but my parents were born and segregation was still a thing. My mother went to a segregated elementary school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it, y'all are saying like, oh, no, we are in 2023. It's not that far removed. I am talking to my mother telling me how how they integrated schools mm-hmm. in Michigan, you know, when she was alive, she can talk about, she was born without all of her constitutional rights mm-hmm. treated as a second class citizen. Mm-hmm. So don't tell us that it's a new day and, a new, and it's a new time and we shouldn't still be affected by these things because it's not. it is still very personal. Yeah, it's crazy. Taking somebody away from their friends, family, health, and customs, those customs, those customs that you yes. have to unlearn in a whole new habitat to fake and like to like be able to get your mind right and do what you have to do in a whole nother land, like that is abusive. That mm-hmm. is mentally like terrible. So. It's it's too much to go to burden someone, and then they, those customs don't get drawn down, and then from there, that's me. And then those customs don't get drawn down, and from there they have to go and realize like, all right, I gotta learn new customs, so mm-hmm. that when our generation goes and asks our grandparents, hey, what do you know about this? Right. They might, might not even remember. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's yeah. it. Because they've learned a whole new survival. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it was no, it's no longer about cultural um, um, cultural values and passing on traditions because your traditions are being um, ignored, ignored and, and subverted. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah, but, but so when we ta- so when we talk about things like critical race theory, mm-hmm. this is what we're referring to. Um, I feel sorry the, for my future children. Not the erasure. Like, what did you learn at school today? And all the, right, let's talk about what you learned and how it pertains to you being black, and what's actually true versus what you actually got taught. And here's the source where I found it from. In case your teacher tries to be a dick and be like, "That's not true." Exactly. My mama gave me the book. There you go. So where I can find it. So if you write down an answer, <laughs> like, and if you write down an answer that's different from what everybody else is learning, you're going to be marked wrong. Right. That's what they're doing in Virginia with the SOLs because the um, governor, yeah. I think his name is Yunkin. Um, he's trying to change things up. You know, uh, my cousin's wife actually sent me the same clip that you had sent me about mm-hmm. the lady. She was going off in the, um, I think it was a school board meeting mm-hmm. in Northern Virginia. Mm-hmm. And it's really sad. And I'm like, this is really scary that they're trying to do this in Virginia and Florida and other states because there are black people who could care less about their history. Unfortunately, people like that exist. And once you start having these things happen, 
now you're already losing those who were already lost to begin with. But at the same time, now you're putting more people into that category and not knowing history, period, and not getting it taught correctly, especially the involvement of African-Americans within this country. So it's just like, you know... The less people know about their history and themselves, then yeah. The, then the less they would care less. That's like the whole situation with the no. dude eating watermelon and chicken we talked about last time. I don't know if necessarily like, they'll care less. They don't have access to something different. Mm-hmm. If you're only taught one way, and you're you're taught to buy into this one way as being your only way of living and your only culture, mm-hmm. you know nothing else, and that's why there's a big. There was and still is a big argument um, in this country about being called African-American versus black. Mm -hmm. How you have um, black Americans who only have ever Mm -hmm. known America as their history. They have no ties to Africa. They don't feel associated with them, particularly if if African immigrants come to this country and tell them that, oh, no, you're only American. There is a sense of being, like you said, lost. There's a sense of being untethered. You don't necessarily belong to this country because you were brought here. Your ancestors were brought here against their will. Yeah. And it's not to say that we don't have culture because a lot of the time that's the argument as well, too. Because what matter of fact, the last two weeks, that video went viral of the girl. Um, some guy stopped her on the street and I think asked oh, some question. And she was like, oh, yeah, because African-Americans don't have ties to the country. And all the responses to it were wonderful. One of my friends did a response. Um, Prince, he did one. And he's Nigerian. Mm-hmm. And he was like, we have to stop this rhetoric. These people, understandably, they're not from the continent like we are. But they do have culture within America from exactly. music to a whole bunch of other different exactly. Exactly. and i was like thank god then there was another lady on tiktok who went viral and she broke it down too she was like we get it we're not from africa specifically we are descendants of those from the continent but some of the things that got carried along with slavery we've incorporated into the fabric of america yes and, and it's co- like and black culture. right we're diverse from coast to coast from north to south every region of black folk has their own thing yeah. so she was like i don't get why there are people who come from africa straight from the continent or people who come straight from the caribbean and try to tell us as african-americans that we don't have any culture and i i got what she was saying but the one thing when she said that was oh it's because they're seeing what's being um mainstream they're not seeing anything outside of the mainstream to know that even though i'm from virginia i'm mm. way different than somebody that's from louisiana from new orleans yeah. like we're still black yes but culturally we're different same thing with somebody that's from atlanta they're not going to be the same as somebody from st louis and vice versa mm. so to me i'm like i wish more people understood that and hopefully as time goes on people will understand that and accept that and i think that will close the diaspora war gap as well too but i mean but my question is when you say way different Mm -hmm. is actually really not that different there there are differences in like dialect and things like that and food food, i mean there there are some slight differences but there there are more commonalities i think oh yeah there are more things in common i think run of the vein that runs through yeah from from africa to the the, the united states and people particularly in the caribbean shouldn't honestly be saying anything about black americans because all of that is also slave trade like people right. who were brought to the caribbean we were that's all slave trade. It, all we was Africa. all on the slave ship thing. They, actually they just dropped us off at last. different places they thank actually, you they, actually he, they stopped, stopped in, here like they stopped in the caribbean first, <laughs> first like before that's why there are more darker people in the caribbean because jamaicans all of that they dropped actually you know the the choices unfairly you know the choice of slaves often for the, right. for the harder labor like depending on what your crop was 
So you just you, you doing sugar cane down sugar and cane, chopping with a oh, machete? Me, I, yeah, you gonna need some big people for that. Exactly. So <laughs> it's gonna be different for people who had need more nimble fingers to pick cotton. Right. In in right in Texas, and so it it, it varied on what the the crop was in that area and at right. the time. So, but. When I was saying that, I mean it to say this, like you have your Gullah Geechee culture, which is going to be on your South Carolina to Florida coast. And then you're going to have your Creole and your Cajun culture, which is in um, like your Louisiana, your Alabama, some parts of Mississippi. So that's what I mean by that and the differences and stuff. You have your Carolinas, um, which is different there for certain stuff. Even in Virginia is different. Um, Same thing with Tennessee. So it's like there's contributing factors from everywhere. Mm -hmm. And it's like, even up north, yes, I'm speaking to my cousins that live in New Jersey. Like, most of your culture comes from the south. Y'all just didn't magically pop up in New Jersey, in Chicago, in, like, these northern cities like Detroit. Like, Mm -hmm. you started somewhere, and it's called the Great Migration, and that's how you ended up in the northern city that you're in. But that's neither here nor there. My my grandfather, he was born in Texarkana, Texas, and him and a lot of his family, my grandmother from Louisiana, Mm -hmm. they moved up to Michigan and Ohio and all that to look for work, to work in in the factories. Exactly. That's how most of my family members in New Jersey ended up in New Jersey because wasn't nothing popping in Virginia. So somebody had to go somewhere like, no, like between that and South Carolina. Huh? That's how we got to Maryland, fresh out the boat from Jamaica to New York, Mm -hmm. New York. Migrated here. Down to Philly and in Maryland. Yeah. Yes. That's how we got here. So, so looking at all of So in saying that, the mm-hmm. depending on what the needs are and what the work is and what the, mm-hmm. the culture is in that specific area, it may dictate certain things. But at the end of the day, we are all... Mm-hmm. Like you said, African diaspora. We right. We, we, we need to break down what that diaspora. If, if people don't know what that word means, and, right? You know, it's it's the spreading out from the origin place. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's Africa, which is the or- origin place. And not everyone may necessarily feel like they have a specific tie to it, or if it varies on different levels, and that's fine. Like I have three, four generations removed, you know, Native American, mm-hmm. you know, in my culture. But do I personally identify as that? I do no. not. And I don't have to because <laughs> that would feel like cultural appropriation that isn't mine. But mm-hmm. I can say there is a lineage in there. I have a connection to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I wanted to explore it to know it, that's one thing. But making it my whole identity, I know it could be just no. something different. But that does, I don't use that as an identifier. Right. So I, I understand where black Americans feel like, Negro, you are Black American. You are African. I am African. Point two. So, but I'm also, but, but like, I'm, all, I'm also speaking to people who who, <laughs> who are nothing but Black American because okay. I'm, I classify myself as Congolese American. Okay. So con- <laughs> you probably see the confusion in my face, like okay, no, Congolese American, or is it just Jamaican? You're you just straight Jamaican. up Jamaican, though. Okay, yeah. no, I mean, were, you were born, born here, so you can. Born consider both your parents are Jamaican. You consider yourself Jamaican American because you are you have cultural ties here, correct? And mm-hmm. you have influences on your personality and your identifiers. So when I say you know Congolese American, yeah. that includes my Black American side, and you know it took me a time to figure out like how I wanted to present myself and be identified because there mm-hmm. was a time where people were saying like I'm like well my mom's black and my dad is you know from mm-hmm. Congo and people were like so what does that make you? They want a clean, neat, really cute. I, Yes, that's wild. It, it seems wild to you, see, but it's. I guess people, I see it more as like, okay, Irma's black, but she's also Congolese. But then I look at it differently too, because I'm like, Rob is black to me, but he's also Jamaican. So to right. me, it's like that 
caveat we're all black we just come from different places with different cultures but i know not everybody sees it that way so and it's also, it's also what you're taught at home i'm yeah. sure with rob his parents are like you're jamaican my father was like because yeah. my father's jamaican and because my father's congolese mm-hmm. i'm congolese mm-hmm. but i'm like I, it's not, <laughs> no it's because my father is from yeah. congo i got you he's like whatever your father is he's like culturally that's what you are mm-hmm. that's how my father raised me and he raised me with a very strong um nationality and a love for his home country Correct. and i took mm-hmm. that on so that's why i can never ignore that part of me it is mm-hmm. a part of me i've know the language um well french you know and some and learn the dialect and certain things and mm-hmm. it's a part of my cultural fabric so i can't ignore that not and i can't ignore my black american side either where my mother came from mm-hmm. you know i can't erase that so finding a way to to merge those two things so people so people who are have a little more complex like ethnic background i wonder how they feel about merging you know their different cultures and how they identify themselves like you're i know someone who just told me they were like persian Mm -hmm. um mexican or and there's uh, Hmm. um (laughs) i know someone who's like family's from india her dad's from india and her mom's um from um puerto rico so Mm -hmm. you know you have very different cultures mm-hmm. and i think that's absolutely more prevalent nowadays oh yeah where you yes have, so it's like getting to a place where we all look at ethnicity and race and you know nationality very differently mm-hmm. and just understanding like we're in a country of immigrants period mm-hmm. so i think like your birthplace might need to be like your first identifier that might need to matter a little bit more because it has the most influence yeah because if I was born in like Congo or if I was mm-hmm. born, you know, somewhere else and my education and my schooling was there, then I would have a different outlook on life. Right. I would have a different point of view. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're all, I mean, obviously being born here in America and whatnot, but then with Jamaican overtones of like how to conduct yourself, how to, if you mm-hmm. get sick, how to come very, very weird that I have friends and family, mm-hmm. friends specifically mm-hmm. that stay sick. For longer than like three days, like I've never been sick longer than two and a half days. I've counted. Right. Um, all for just tea, ginger tea, honey, rest, a warm towel, stuff like that. But then I'm thinking it's normal because I grew up with it, mm-hmm. where it is just a custom for you, correct? Mm-hmm. Of what you just grew up with. So when you give it to other people and they say, "Oh well, thank you for the uh, right," you know, understanding. Uh, it's, it's cool. And see, that's where the differences come in because my country is. Like you saying tea ginger, probably some onions, throw that bitch in a sock, call right. it. Yeah, like for me, yeah. I'm country as hell. I'm used to that. And I understand as black folk, that ain't. So yeah. that's why I'm like, there's differences between everybody. Like, yes, we're African American, but we are not all the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah, you said it's an no influence. Means. And then you have the country um, folk, you have city folk out Yeah. And it's just like you got your bougie black folk. And it's just like it's the more access that you have to social economic status, I think. Correct. And I think the 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 more you have, the more affluent you are. I think mm-hmm. sometimes people move away from the natural, right? The things that you were taught. Because mm-hmm. in a country, when you're in a country, what do you what what resources what do, do you have? Like you have the resources Bruh, that you. The grew. town that I'm from just got a Walmart in 2010 because they would have to drive. I am from King George, Virginia. You used to have to drive all the way to the Walmart and Ferry Farm in Stafford, or go to Waldorf or La Plata because La Plata is closer, right over the bridge, over 301. See, so from where I'm from, it's not that developed. 
And there are places, and a lot of people think that too. I'm like, it's a lot of places in America, hell, even in Mississippi, that can rival third world countries. So please stop thinking that America is like the greatest country ever when they don't even take care of the people that's there. That's something else we could have talked about, Brett Favre, anyway, because the whole state of Mississippi going through hell right now. But that's another topic for another day. Sheesh. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we did touch on it last year um, about all that swindling that man was doing. Yeah, and then on top of that, the governor's wife apparently there's a controversy there because she wrote a book about a turtle supposed to teach kids about literacy i know <laughs> irma's like what tutty the turtle i don't know what the boys the turtle's name is but apparently she used government funds to um get the book published published Lord. and it's becoming a thing now and a whole bunch of other stuff y'all look that up but anyway nobody asked for, for this all right Even so getting yeah but on that note <laughs> Let us go to a break and let us have the sweet sounds of, you know, dollar take us out in the process. Nostalgia. Mm. Hang your phone up. No, it's gonna knock me off the internet. What you mean? <laughs> I'm about to get online. I'm about to get on LimeWire. Right. We be back, y'all. <laughs> and we are back from our break. Second part of episode two, Chill Deficient Podcast. How y'all doing? What it do? We back. Hey. So this. What? Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Oh, look, it was whatever was coming out of your spirit. We wanted to be shared. Um, this week's, um, this episode's topic is about fitness. Mm-hmm. So, fitness is something that all of the hosts of Chill Deficient Podcast can talk about in length and in yes, detail yes, and in yes, yes. nauseam um, and all of our personal experiences at various levels throughout our adult life, um, even our childhood. Mm. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I got some stories to tell. Stories, um, stories, stories. You know, it's so we can talk about you know fitness development and what that means um, to each of us. So that's kind of the question I want to open up with. Like, how has fitness evolved for you? Mm. Oh, yes. I guess I can go first. Go now. ahead. All right. So essentially, it it came about after like a need, right? Like my parents just need, needed me out the house. So because they want me out the house, all right, put him in sports so he can be athletic. And there's two of them, so go grab Lloyd, and both of y'all be athletic. Mm. Get out the house. Oh my god! They just needed time away. It's like all right, bet, let's see what you got to do. So it was coach led because someone, as in a football wrestling coach, was able to go to guide you through these steps. You do what they tell you to do. You improve, you get better, mm-hmm. and move on. As you become older and understand the aspects of your own body, you're like, okay, I want to look a certain way. I want to feel a certain way. So then you got to get yourself back in the gym. Once I started doing that, after, I think I started back at Fitness Evolution. Mm. Uh, fitness Evolution turned to Planet Fitness. Mm-hmm. Planet Fitness turned into what I have right now, which is Soldier Fit, mm-hmm. which is a uh, also coach led <laughs> boot camp. Mm-hmm. But the reason being is because as I took my fitness journey more seriously, it was no longer just about the weights or the running or the technique. Now mm-hmm. it's about eating. Um I never get to this adulthood life before. This is eating right? That's crazy. Smoothies, water, intake, measuring meals, like making sure that you are putting the right fuel in your body to mm-hmm. move forward. So that thing definitely helped me um as I progressed. I was on Kona Pay one um Today, as I was thinking about it, I used to work at uh, Amazon, and Amazon being a truck driver, it was like a 10-hour day. Mm-hmm. It would be an hour one way, the 10-hour drive, the 10-hour like working day, two hours of gym, and then an hour back. Ooh. 
I said, yeah, what were you thinking? Right, like, what were you thinking during that time frame that you had to really work out and do what you had to do? And I was like, first off, I got to get the fuck out of here. That was first off. <laughs> so I said, I'm going to work my black ass to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And then second of all, I look back on those times in my life, it was like, I literally did that shit to work my way out of a bad situation. Mm-hmm. So that kind of stays with you as you move forward because you never want to be there again, but that workout ethic is crazy. Mm. It's, it's a, it's a mind body connection. Yeah. It's crazy. So it'll carry you through other difficult, arduous tasks in life. Correct. Okay. Cause yeah, you have to have a mental toughness to yeah. be able to do, I think any, any workout at any level. Especially when you sore. <laughs> yeah. When you sore, you're like, I think I did enough. I'm good. Yeah. When you gotta go back. And you gotta have to tell yourself to actually breathe that connection with your. Huh? Yeah, you pass out. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. Yeah, I'm here. That and not locking your knees. For yeah. the love of God, please don't do it. Lock, like soft bending the knees. Like you ever no. turn on a workout, um, it led instruction, and someone's always in the soft, soft bending your knees. Like that is something that you hear a lot in yeah. training because, yeah, no, you locking out your, your skeletal system. There it is. Does not need to lock up your muscular skeletal system. Doesn't need to lock up like that. Here it is. So that's your your fitness progression. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. D. What about you? What is your evolution? Ooh. Your evolution of fitness. So I've always been that chubby kid. <laughs> so I started out as a chubby kid. Um, growing up doing sports is not anything that I haven't done. Mm-hmm. Basketball, softball for a little bit. Um, hold on. Started with softball. Went to basketball and then finished out with track and field. And I stuck with track and field the longest. Mm-hmm. I got into that when I was in middle school. But I again, I was a chubby kid. Back in the day, they used to make you do that stupid test uh, where you had to do like a shuttle run. You had to run a mile. What else was it? It was like they used to get like the little presidential awards and stuff. Mm-hmm. You like sit up. Test. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I always suck at those. And I'm like, okay. Um, I don't even think they do them anymore, but nope. I would always suck at those. But by the time I got to middle school, like everybody was doing track. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'll do that too. And then and that's when I started doing shot putting discus. So I did that all the way through my junior year and high school. Um, only reason why I didn't come back my senior year was one, I wanted to graduate Two, like the season before that I had gotten into a car accident. So I wasn't even able to finish out my, um, junior year on the track team so in a way i was kind of discouraged i'm like do i really want to go back to this i'm more like let me go ahead and just finish out schooling i'm ready to be done Mm. um so that's where you start there so when you're used to going from track practice every day after school from seventh grade to your 11th grade year Mm. yeah so so (laughs) you're used to like get up run this lap Go maybe lift some weights and then practice your event. Coach led workouts. Yeah, so um, so they built a routine. Yeah, so structure in your in your adolescence. Right. So you had that happening as well too, and then after that, I didn't have that happening for a while. So I really didn't get back into fitness probably until like junior year at Bowie, and um, then I was trying a little something something, but at the same time, I was working. I'm going to school mm-hmm. and I'm trying to complete all my assignments. So it wasn't a top priority at, at the time. Uh, graduated from Bowie. I started working out on my own because at the time I was living at Laurel. So I would just go run a walk on the track at the high school um, and try to do that to keep my weight stable and stuff. And then eventually I started working out with Rob. Yeah, that was cool. Um, yeah. 
at the fitness evolution now so planet fitness the one he's talking about yeah so i lost some weight with that and then that's when i started getting into meal prep and that helped a lot <laughs> like between working out and the meal prep i think i dropped like 20 pounds within like five months or mm. less quite actually um it was some weird thing but it worked um <laughs> um I stuck with that for a minute, eventually got a personal trainer. I did that, lost even more weight, um, felt like I was dying, but it was worth it. Um, yeah, they be going in. So that was cool until I moved back home and I tried to keep up with it when I did move back home. Again, I'm from King George, Virginia, ain't much popping at the time when I moved. They didn't have a gym, but eventually they opened up at Anytime Fitness um, in Dahlgren the area in our county and I was going there for a little bit when I could, but my work schedule was crazy. So I was trying to keep up when I could. Mm. Um, and then eventually I just fell off until I moved back here and tried to get back on join planet fitness again, where niggas are creeps and <laughs> or you've heard the story on this podcast. And it was cool while I was there, but I didn't like the, uh, I didn't like the atmosphere and it was always too packed. It was never a time where I could go and actually get a good workout in because people were always hogging the machines or there weren't enough machines per the amount of people. Um, so I got frustrated. I left and now I go to Spunk Fitness where it's pretty much a meathead gym and people get in, get out. They do their their thing. And I like when dip. Those are my favorites. Yeah, I love I like that gym because of that. Yeah, people focus. are focused and it gives yeah. motivation to be there. Mm. As of recently, because I've been hella busy between doing this personal stuff with my parents getting older and having to be there for them and helping out with being an older sister and helping out <laughs> my brothers. Mm. I've been that's the reason why I'm trying to get back on the schedule is to get back into the gym. Um, I got Apple Fitness Plus, so I really don't have an excuse. So I've been trying to do some of them as well, too. Um, but that has been my fitness journey um, and where I've started to where I've gotten. So you got that. And on top of that, yeah, you got a brother that looks like Greek God. And it's like, you got all the great genetics. Boo. It's like, no. Uh, but <laughs> well, I mean, you got them, too, though. Exactly. I just got to activate them. That's fine. Activate. Yeah, right. Holy spirit, activate. Holy spirit, activate. Holy All right. Activate. That's what's up. Thank y'all for sharing your your what you got. Your fitness evolution. My evolution in fitness. Ah. It was I, I didn't have that structure um in my adolescence like you guys did in the traditional um sports um because my mother's a Jehovah's Witness and um they do not encourage um extracurricular contact sports specifically mm. um mm. but because of the association that um you can get from that team and that camaraderie can take you away from your duties to the organization Okay. Mm. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that. Right. So, so I'm just like, er. okay. Um, you can't go out and field service and knock on doors if you have a, a 9 a.m. practice on Saturdays mm. in, a, in a game. That actually sounds, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Just yeah. a little correlation. Um, not here to bash any organization. I'm just sharing what my experience was. Um, so that wasn't. So when it came to fitness, um, when, like you said, being a chunky kid, I was a chunky kid. Um, when puberty hit, that's when all the hormones from all the, oh. all the food that we it, that activated. For oh, me. my okay. God. <laughs> OK. Activate, OK. You know, and so you have a grown woman body. And then, of course, with grown woman bodies at 13, you know, the pudge comes, too, because you're not I'm not doing anything physically. OK. okay. To like 
with my metabolism. So my dad and all his wisdom, may he rest in peace, um, decided that, you know, all of his chunky kids were going to go to to Bally's Fitness at the time. This Bally's was. Ooh, that's the, back in the day. Bally's was a thing. Bally's total and, fitness. And, and, and I remember inside we in Mall next to the finish line. Mm. At the time, <laughs> I heard, I heard yeah, yeah, they yeah. themselves. I'm with it. There you go. So it was in Valleys, and then Valleys turned to um, LA Fitness. They mm. bought up Valleys. Um, so yeah, we were. So his wisdom was to buy us memberships to the gym, and like at that point, we're not committed to it as children. There's no structure. He's like, "Well, I'm going to the gym. You guys should come too." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "I'm not getting on a treadmill. I don't have any." I didn't have a trainer. I didn't restructure. My dad was like, well, I'm here. You guys do something. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I going to do? I'm a child. He's like, you'll figure it out. Figure it out. Oh, hell. That's the worst thing in the world. No, uh, I'm hip. <laughs> that's why I hate going to the gym because I mainly like have people tell me what to do. So it's been hard for me to put anything together, but I'm pretty sure we'll get to that. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> coach that workout. So, so the, the figure it out, it was hard. Yeah. And then you're, already at a place in your adolescence where you're you're judging your own body you have other people you have mm-hmm. your peers judging your body and i'm like well i'm around all these adults and like i can clearly see them looking they don't know how old i am so that was also awkward like mm-hmm. lecherous i'm like that's I, always the worst as a woman as a young woman, a young woman. so there would be times i would just stay in the locker room for like the hour that my dad for real there. yeah oh yeah yeah Ooh. yeah little little image issues little insight into my childhood so like that that put a bad taste on fitness for me for a lot of mm-hmm. my adolescence into my young adult years mm-hmm. and then you know so i'm just like doing whatever coasting through life i get to <laughs> so I get you to missed freshman. all the practice till you passed the fuck out yes i missed all that <laughs> i didn't have that mm-hmm. i got to freshman year <laughs> me and rob I, over here like oh my god got to freshman year at Bowie <laughs> and freshman year at Bowie and it was like i said a freshman 15 it was a freshman 50 because you know i was just okay yeah, back then the cat food was actually good it was slap slap all right mm-hmm. uh, soul food on wednesdays i used to work back there okay they had cheeseburgers every day it was yeah. every day it was <laughs> slap slap. Yeah. um but so just seeing the gains without having the structure to know how mm-hmm. without having the, the the language or anything like that it made it difficult for me to to start something and actually finish a fitness yeah. routine or any set, set something up there are a couple of classmates at Bowie. there's an iota that i asked them for some help about like a workout mm-hmm. routine when i was at Bowie place yeah we did one session i was like never again and now he's a trainer if it's the one i'm thinking about <laughs> Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Anyways, um, so yeah, so I asked him one time, and it just, like he, the first thing he did was put me on a treadmill and put that treadmill up to five. Oh, it's the first thing he did. Oh, you don't do that. Like I've never trained a day in my life. You didn't you even warm me up. Didn't leave me. Let me stretch. Now that you put me on a treadmill and put it up to five. So that twelve three thirty be getting people right though. Hey. So, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> yeah, but you got to work your way up to those things because you got to know the person that you're training, mm-hmm. assessing like, people, yeah, yeah, okay, that. meeting people where they're at. So, we're going to yeah. get into that later on after we talk about I finished my evolution, but mm-hmm. yeah, all of those key things. Um, so later, uh, one of my first jobs, um, you know, outside of school after was working at LA Fitness, mm-hmm. I was working in the daycare, and then they started uh, needing people to work the reception desk, okay? So, working the reception desk, you talk to people. You talk to the trainers, they're like, well, you know, I got a couple minutes in between. Let me show you some things. Okay. So then you're a little more comfortable in that that fitness arena. You're a little more comfortable 
seeing different body types and, you know, in being in that certain atmosphere. It's a culture. Yes, mm. It's a fitness culture. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, you know, there's the good, the bad and the ugly. So you have to find where you fit into that. And it's also a mentality. It's a mental thing with yourself, you know. And after I, I so while I was there, I was working out and things like that. But when I left there and I got into healthcare and I was working nights, when you're working at night and you're sleeping during the day, you know, mm. you're not worried no, about no. You, you don't have time. You don't have time to work out. So, you, you know, I gain all this. It's more weight. And that also affects your mood, your your self-esteem, Such. your confidence, Such. your self-image. Then you get to a point in your life where, like, well, something has to change. So, you know, you, I'm kind of dabbling, losing weight here, losing weight there, but then not really focused on my nutrition, things like that. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, in 2020, 2020 was the aha year for a lot of people. Mm. 2020 mm. was a big aha year. Yeah. Um, for me in particular, working in healthcare in an emergency room, I didn't know like it was going to live or die or not. You know, you know how COVID was being transmitted and who was getting mm. it. And Seriously. we didn't have a vaccine. We didn't have a lot of information. We just saw people, you know, checking out and, you know, being unalive. Mm. So I was like, well, let me do the things that I can do to put myself in the best health possible so that I can stay alive. I like that. Because I'm seeing people my age who are of this certain BMI and this certain weight that are getting taken out by this sickness. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is my future. This is my one life. I need to invest in it. Right. So fitness to me is an investment in my life and my future. That's essentially where I've gotten to with the evolution. And that's why, you know, talking to Rob, Lord, this guy. Hey, man. This, <laughs> I will always tell people about how I was like, Rob, I don't want to work out. He's like, what? You ain't got 20 minutes. I was like, Rob, I don't. He's like, well, you don't want to lose weight. That's I don't want to hear it. That was it. That was, and that was the, that was a big aha moment for me. He was like, you, if you don't have 20 minutes a day to get your heart rate up above 120, that's mm-hmm. just 20 minutes to sweat. Then I don't want to hear it. Then you are not serious. I don't want to hear you telling me stuff that you're not serious about. Mm. He's like, you can text me uh, to send you workouts and I'll send you a workout every single day. I will. This man will kill us. I, but, I mean, he'll try, but yeah. he'll get that heart rate up. But he just <laughs> it's just about putting in a small amount of time that's and so putting good. in that investment. And that's where it started. And that mental mentality was a great change for me. And that's now, I'm like, look, I give you half an hour, five days a week. <laughs> so 120 hours a week of cardiovascular health mm-hmm. is a bench point that I aspire to. Also, uh, another tidbit of information. So we did an Apple Watch challenge, and from that conversation, Irma had beat me once. Am I in the challenge? Did I miss the challenge? No, no. we didn't add you to the challenge. My bad. No, we didn't. That's my fine. Bad. My bad, big dog. I, and but to oh, be no. honest, I haven't been working out lately, so I understand why. But I did send her a request this month. Oh, oh yeah, I didn't. Oh, he sent you. He sent you must have did it today. I haven't put my watch on today. There we go. See. Okay, so I knew that was gonna come up. Cause I knew that conversation was gonna come up. So I put that there just for this. Yeah, but yeah. no, I'm gonna beat you once. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you. So I give, I give, I give you that. He give me that one. He said, "I'm probably not gonna beat him again. Never again." But I got it. Is, is that what we doing then? Is that I, what we, I mean? We can do that. Y'all literally told me to get this watch for um team for years. Yeah, we did. I finally got the watch. Right um, and now we here at this point. Now he can see you. That I won't be bluffing now. I think nah, about that work. You be working. So I just need to do better. That's it. Well, That's it. We, little, need it. we need encouragement. Little by little. I got uh, so, mm-hmm. yes. Fitness. I just wanted to break it down. Let's get it. Fitness looks different and feels different to everybody, as you can see, all of our individual experiences. But the general idea of what physical fitness is, is a state of health and well being. More specifically, the ability to perform aspects of sport occupations 
in daily activities. Think about that. It's literally just moving through your life. Mm-hmm. Sports, your job, picking up your toothbrush, brushing teeth, and bending over to be able to wipe your butt. You know, <laughs> like think about think. I work in healthcare. I know. I, I work know. in either you older you get, the less you're able to have that dexterity if you don't train yourself to reach behind yourself and wash your gash. I know people that work out in the gym. They work out arms so much they can't reach. If you ever put a post note in the middle of their back, they can't. They reach can't get it. Mm. So laughing. Thank you, because that's going to touch on the next things I'm going to talk about with fitness. What you got? Um, so fit. Physical fitness is generally achieved through proper nutrition, mm-hmm. moderate, vigorous physical activity, and significant rest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So multiple things that go into the idea of fitness. But we're just going to break down the four types of ex- exercise mm-hmm. that are key to physical movement. Because we have these various ideas of how to Work out, get in shape, things like that. But there are four pillars of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's your endurance, strength, balance, and flexibility. Mm. Okay. And there are various activities and um, exercises that cater to building your endurance, your strength, um, your mobility, and your cardiovascular fitness. Right. So um, all of those things should be in varying level depending on where you're at in your life should be considered a part of your fitness. If you're like, well, I don't like running, Mm -hmm. that's okay. Focus on the aspects of your body that you want to build on. Pick a goal, a mobility goal. Correct. Something that doesn't have to be tied to a weight or a number Mm -hmm. and work towards that goal. For me, it was being able to walk up a flight of steps without... Feeling like I'm having a heart attack at the end. Yeah. Mm. You know, feeling like I'm breathing heavily. Let's talk about that. That's a good goal. Let's talk about that. Because eventually I know you're going to get into the health aspect of that. Yeah. That's a good goal. Plus, so, I feel like when people work out, they work out the most of their personality traits. Mm-hmm. If someone's very like hard boiled or hard like shelled, mm-hmm. they get like big shit or they like focus yeah. on strength. There mm-hmm. you go. Muscular, muscular stuff. Like you said, the person that can't reach a sticky yeah, note in the back, they, they're not, right. they don't have the dexterity or the, the mobility, the flexibility. Correct. But so, people that are fluid are very flexible, very like a lot of endurance, mm-hmm. but then they might not have the strength associated with that tr- flexibility and endurance. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. So if you want to be Mm well-rounded, you want to attack all four of these aspects. Correct. Your muscular strength, your endurance, your flexibility, and your Mm -hmm. cardiovascular fitness. Mm -hmm. So think of it as pillars. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just like, you know, like a DJ, whatever. You know, you you can raise one level one day of the week and raise the other another day of the week uh, and have different workouts that cater to those different things. Mm -hmm. And there's HIIT, there's Tabata style. Yes. You have varying styles. You have yoga. You have mobility exercises that literally you're just stretching the entire workout. Mm -hmm. And that actually gets your heart rate up. This is the worst. Those are the best that because they prepare they their recovery. Ooh. They prepare you for your next movement, your next mobility, yeah. mm-hmm. your next endurance workout. If mm-hmm. you know that you're about to do a hundred squats in your boot camp, right. guess <laughs> what needs to be ready and warmed up? Your hip flexors, yeah. mm-hmm. all of the mechanics that go into it. Those muscles that are in your inner hips, those muscles on your inner thighs. You wonder why you're getting a Charlie horse <laughs> <laughs> in that inner thigh yeah. because those things also need to be um, catered to the be developed there is looking at the various systems that you're using the various body systems that you're using to do these workouts you're using your muscles Mm -hmm. you're using your ligaments Mm -hmm. 
you're using your skeleton, your mm-hmm. skeletal system, and you're using your vas- cardiovascular system. You breathe in air, mm-hmm. your blood, all of that to work out. All of these things are part of your body and they are part of the the um, systems that, what I'm saying, they're part of the whole makeup mm-hmm. that, that help you work through these, these fitness exercises. So you can't ignore one mm-hmm. and think that the rest are going to just come along Fall with it. Line. Right. I got you. So uh. if we look at it as a more holistic thing and not just doing one thing, mm-hmm. um, I think that's a, a more fitted approach mm-hmm. to fitness yeah. mm-hmm. because you're, some people feel so discouraged because they're like, I can't do this. I can't do 20 pushups. Maybe 20 push pushups are not for you. Mm-hmm. Maybe the development of your muscular system isn't what you need to be focusing on right now. Maybe movement, warming up those ligaments, right? getting more into yoga and stretching. And then when it comes to moderate mo- modified pushups, I can mm-hmm. do 10 now right. because my body's warmed up to, I've activated and this. On top of that too, to kind of add to that, if you're not physically able to do something or something hurts while you try to go do it, please get checked out. Um, and that's just me speaking from experience. Mm-hmm. I think we've talked about it on the podcast before too about my wrist. That came from me doing shot putting discus from seventh grade to eleventh grade year. Mm-hmm. So now I do have problems with my right hand and my right wrist to the point where some of the tendons will actually cross. And that's something that I'm dealing with now. Mm-hmm. Um, I do get help with as well. It's actually getting better, but it was to the point so bad that and Rob can tell you I couldn't even do a push up. Correct. Yeah, and now it's to the point where it's like I can do it. The pain is way less because I'm getting the help and stuff that I need with it. But if there's anything like that, like go get it checked out because sometimes like a lot of people try to attribute it to their weight. Like, oh, I'm not able to do a push-up because of my weight. No, it might just be something else that's physically wrong with you Mm -hmm. that you need to get checked out. So I'm just saying that to say get checked out and make sure that everything is in the proper working order before you do start any plan. And look at... Yeah. That perfect example yeah. of how you working on your fitness, mm-hmm. you tuned into your body. Mm-hmm. You were looking at a specific area, specific system, and you were able to learn something mm-hmm. and how to heal. Mm-hmm. Because I think particularly in um, the, I, I can speak from the black community, but people the of color, mm-hmm. we push forward and we ignore things a mm-hmm. lot, particularly with our physical health. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately... That's something I know on a personal level with my family, you know, ignoring your health to the your health to the point that it's too late, mm. you know, mm-hmm. to, for any health, you know, correction mm-hmm. because you were like, well, I'm just pushing through. I have to go to work. I have to do this. Right. I have to take care of this family. I have to support myself. But you only have one you. Mm-hmm. So if you're not taking care of yourself on all of these levels, mm-hmm. there is no you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To where? Like, what is your What is your family gonna do? Right. So, like, this is very. This is self care. So it's just like it's wild. And then to add on top of that, check your breathing because mm. a lot of us, like, I have asthma. I never knew that until now, and that's something that I think I found out twenty sixteen. Yeah, when I got my personal trainer, because one time we worked out and I was about to pass out, and he was like. You're not breathing right. And I'm like, what? He was like, go talk to your doctor. Because he was like, you're giving me signs that you have, like, athletic asthma. And I'm like, okay. So, sure enough, I go. And I'm telling them them what's happening. Then they put me on one inhaler. And they were like, do this before you work out. Da-da-da-da. Cool. Then that went from full-blown, from that to full-blown asthma to where it's like every day. It's like, oh, let me go ahead and take this inhaler. 
so that I can go ahead and not feel winded trying to walk up steps or and different stuff like that. So yeah, please get checked out. Those things change as you age as well too. Absolutely. So take your time with your body. Also, you really want to focus on modifications if you can't do something initially mm-hmm. because you can always work your way up to it. Absolutely. I have um, at the gym I go to now. People want to go and want to do pull ups. A pull up is an actual like. Mm-hmm. highly advanced thing to Absolutely. pull your whole body up mm-hmm. from your arms mm-hmm. above a bar and put yourself back down without dropping yourself. <laughs> so what I would suggest is doing push-ups on the ground to build your chest and your arm muscles up to be able to prepare yourself for that mm-hmm. or grabbing a bar or grabbing a rope and pulling yourself up from the rope. Mm-hmm. It's the same motion. The difference is it's less problems. Mm-hmm. So you're not being able to be up there and suspended yet you're building your muscle up to do it. So when you finally do the actual pull-up, your body will have the muscles trained to do so. So, yeah, it's beautiful point to make. We are all at different points yeah. mm-hmm. in our journey, in our age, in our lives. Mm-hmm. And what we can do now in our 30s is going to be vastly different from what we can do in our 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... <laughs> But that's why we're working out now. now. So we yes. can actually like be able to still be able to move and, you know, work out and be flexible yes. and keep all that together. Because one thing a lot of people don't know is if you're constantly moving and taking care of your body, by the time we are in our 70s and our 80s, we are still going to be good to go. Yeah. You know, between that and eating healthy. And that's a reality check I've had lately. It's just like, okay, if I eat healthy and I work out and I move, I don't have to worry about being 80 something years old, walking with a walker or having high blood pressure or diabetes. If I change now, there's still time. And I think that was something that was stuck with me as well, too, was that I felt like everything was too late. Mm. And it's just like, oh, I'm here now. It's too late. I can't change this. When in all actuality, I can. That was just a mindset thing. I needed to change my mindset about wanting to change things as far as working out. And I know part of that, and I think it comes from playing sports mm-hmm. in general, it's like you had your prime. Mm. And then it's like once it's over, it's like, well, you know, I used to be da da da. And it changes as you get older. And then for me, the light switch just flipped. And it was like, I can go back to that. I don't have to perform at that same level. Yeah, but I can do something. But you can. Yeah. Absolutely. So So you said it's a mindset, but it's also about having the language and having the guidance. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. To be told like, hey, you might not be able to do that but you can still move right and do this instead and piggybacking off mindset with rob talking about coach led training that's been my biggest hang up is i'm so used to being coached to do it so for me i i'm starting to get out of the habit of it but be your own coach yeah mm. it's like okay i'm in the gym this is a routine that i put together i gotta push through and get it so it's levels to getting up to that because now you got to put together your own fitness plan and what you want to do and how you want to reach these goals mm-hmm. before it's just like i'm in the gym and i'm just doing whatever now it's like okay this is what i want to do and how i get there when you're used to being coach forever you don't have that mindset to do it because everybody's always telling you what to do that and happens. that was okay. like my biggest hang up with that three years Mm, yeah talk about it doing the crazy stuff that i do now took me three years to get there 
the reason being coach-led workouts. Mm-hmm. I've been so indoctrinated into coach-led workouts because I don't have to think for myself. Right. You know I mean? hey, just you do, do it. 20 push-ups. All right. Like, cool. like- now I'm doing 10. Cool. Now I go back to the 20. What you're actually doing is that you're separating yourself from the person or whomever is telling you to mm-hmm. do the work. Mm-hmm. You're relying on your own person to know what you can and can't do. And your own yes. person sometimes will tell you not to do it. And that's or, the problem. Or, or, or your teacher. <laughs> I hear a lot at the gym. Don't cheat yourself. Mm-hmm. Meaning, yo, you got 12 in you and you stopped at eight. Right. Okay. You cheat yourself four. But if you have like a, like a friend, a family friend, people to go to the gym with, okay, hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. What you really want to do is be autonomous. Mm-hmm. You want to get to the gym with a workout that you put together for something for that you want to actually work on. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Do the whole workout and fucking leave. Don't linger. Like don't, don't right. linger. People going to be like, like friends. No. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about it before. Like mm-hmm. People going to the gym and they be focused. Yeah. Once you go in there with a plan, you mm-hmm. get in, you get out, set yourself on a time frame and get the fuck about it. Like, yep. You gonna be, you be straight. Because yeah, a lot of people overdo it too in the gym. Yes. I've learned my lesson. Overdoing it, you said lingering, spending too much time there because that can also take away from your motivation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, these are all, real. These are all excellent points. Yeah, and it's just we, like the the whole idea about fitness and tying into everything that we talk about on this podcast is building a better future, mm-hmm. building mm-hmm. a better self, mm-hmm. setting yourself up, in wellness, um, financial literacy and freedom mm-hmm. you know your mental health is all the idea is just to live your best life and all of it really does tie in together it does because if you're not physically and mentally well you're not gonna have a long life to be spending the money that you're making mm-hmm. okay talk about it um. <laughs> so i mean we'd like to hear from you guys you know we can put a poll up about you know gym versus home where do you like to work out? Right. Where do you yeah. feel comfortable at, too? Because that was my thing. Like, mm-hmm. and things change for people. So, like, even though I did grow up as a kid that was kind of like the chubby fat kid, like, I don't know what it was back then, but I didn't care. But then after you lose the weight, because that was my thing. I was the chubby fat kid. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, like you talked about hormones. I had a growth spurt. I've been the same height since I've been 14. Okay. So, <laughs> I got taller. So, you thin out and then you develop. And it's like, okay, hips and ass. All right, cool. And then <laughs> it's like, um, all right, I'm thin. Then you get your freshman 15. Then you get more of a 15. Freshman 15. And then. I feel like it's more of a 20. It depends on the person. 15 is a very modest number. Right. I came in the booth and grabbed 20 quick. Mm -hmm. Quick. Stuck. But. It's like, okay, so now I've gained this weight. I have to get used to this new body mm-hmm. again because now mm-hmm. I'm bigger as an adult, not a kid. So it's different. And for me, I've had to up, down, up, down, up. <laughs> so going into the, to the gym, it's been like moments where I've been self-conscious. Mm-hmm. And I've recently, probably within the past year or two years, where I've gotten to the point where it's like, just tune everybody out. And then most of these people don't care. They're here for a reason just like you. And if anybody wants to be a dick about it or stare at you, not... And I'm talking about excluding the dirty old men that be in the gym because they be there. But, like, if anybody wants to stare at you for the fact that you are a heavier person, fuck them. I wish I had that sound bite by Bernie Mac. I think I do have it. I didn't add it to the board. But, um... That's a beautiful um, outlook to have on life, period. Mm -hmm. Show up where you want to show up because you are allowed to show up there. Yeah. Because you are you. Mm -hmm. Fuck them. What they got to say. You want to be there. You are focusing there. You're not there for anybody else. Right. 
And how do you think big people get small? How you think we we got to start somewhere? Right. Y'all, we had to start somewhere. Seriously, we did. So, it's just like uh, <laughs> it's just like True. do you going with blinders on focus on what you need to focus on get in and get out back to people spending too much time in the gym yeah. I'm gonna just touch on it a lot of people think you gotta go to the gym and be in there for like two three four hours Bro. No. no get in hit your cardio hit your weights hit your reps hit your sets go about your day it don't take that long to be in the gym Mm-mm. don't overdo it please don't yeah you'll be fine you'll be okay Unless that is your job to be in there to be training other exactly. people, exactly. Yes, that's ask yourself why. If that's the only thing that you're doing all day, why you're spending five six hours in the gym? You do it too much, your kidneys gonna start. You gonna start pissing blood, but that's neither here nor there. Too, okay. it can happen. You talking about rhabdo? Yeah, oh, rhabdo. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It's real. Yep, your muscles um, start deteriorating. You got all proteins in your in your pee. Pop a nut. Look, all I'm saying oh. is you got y'all y'all laughing. Oh my god! I saw a dude do a squat. He said, "Oh!" And then he like obviously you didn't see it pop. Obviously, but he's like walking out all funny and shit. And then he's like, "I heard something pop," but he's physically looking fine. Blood running down his leg. Mm. Yeah, and be careful. Like you literally have to take care of what you have. Like do not go and overdo it. Your body will compensate in other places. Mm. Don't leave it like that. There, there, there is a fine line. Yep. With moving yourself forward, that's what we say. Find out where you're at. Yeah. Get a, get evaluated if you don't know. Find an expert if you don't know. Yeah. Do some research if mm-hmm. you're not sure. Start where it feels comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then you incrementally move up. Move yourself forward. It is not going to be a day and night. Oh, tomorrow I'm going to lose this 20 pounds or next week I'm going to be swole. It doesn't work that way. And I would say don't get frustrated if you're one of them people that want to watch the scale as well, too. Mm. It takes time. Like for me. Because I've been in the journey. Like, I know, matter of fact, I'm restarting this week. And it's like, you have to, and maybe I know this because of biology, but you have to allow yourself time for your body to get used to what you're doing. So don't get discouraged if you do start a fitness journey and you weigh yourself initially and then you weigh yourself the next week and it may seem like you might have gained weight. And for the people who don't have a fancy scale, you one, you don't know if it's fat or muscle. Exactly. But don't get discouraged because you have to realize all the food that you ate the week prior to you starting still has to metabolize in your body. And if it was high fatty food, it's going to turn into fat. But at the same time, you're already doing something about it to get rid of that. Mm-hmm. For the people who do got a fancy scale like myself, you can tell which one is muscle and fat. So yeah. you kind of have a gauge there. But if you don't have one of those, don't get discouraged. Mm-hmm. Like you'll know. And take care of your nutrition. Nutrition is, is important. Very important. So like you were saying, fatty foods, you even flushing those foods out your system. Mm-hmm. You know about your lymphatic system. You got to let that get flushed out because your fat is going to flush out through there. So. All yes. all of this that nutrition talk is probably a whole different podcast. It's a whole different. I can work out all day, but I like food. You can't outwork <laughs> nutrition. You can't as much as you want to. You can't. So all of this that we're talking about is balance. Very much so. Balance, balance, and we'll we'll talk about nutrition on another segment. So Yarn. how to how to, ba- how to balance that into your fitness? Mm-hmm. But finding what works for you, finding your movement pattern. And Very important. What feels good, what looks good to you, is not always going to be accepted or look good to other people. But like D said, fuck that too. And know your why for why you want to do it. Everybody has a different reason. Be the title of the what? Fuck. We already had one like that, I think. Probably. 
part, fucking part two. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. Fuck them. Asterix, do you? Do you. <laughs> Just do it. But um, we don't need Nike coming after us. No, I just thought about that. I did. But um, yeah, know your why, because everybody has a different why. Like I know initially when I first got a trainer, that Negro asked me, "Why do you want to do what you want to do?" And I was like, "Because I want to look good. I really don't care about all the extra stuff. I would just like to be cute. And that's about it." He was like, "Really?" Mm. And I was like, "Okay, so let's work out." Now it's like, you know what? I want to do both. I want to look good and I want to be cute, but I also want to be fit because I ain't trying to die early. There you go. <laughs> like, you said the, but, the looking good is a byproduct. 26-year-old me was like, because I want to look cute. That's the reason why I pay you what I pay you every month to be my trainer. Ooh. Like, what? Um, Love it. Love it. 32-year-old D is like... Yeah, bitch getting old. Um, <laughs> like, uh, so let's stay cute, but also let's stay healthy. Let's do this. Like, let's so that's where I'm at. Let's be, let's be real. You're like, yeah, I want to look good, but I want to feel good too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yay, we made it. That's season two, episode two. We thank y'all for being here for the most part. Appreciate or, Appreciate yeah. you, appreciate you. Yeah, so hopefully this ain't too long for you. You'll be all right. We made it this time. Look, I ain't going to lie to you. The time joint killed us. So if we do sound a little like, uh, time went forward. Time is slipping away from me. There we go. There we go. Literally, we lost the whole hour. Okay. We need to just so, get rid of the life saving. Like, yeah. They're supposed to be, right? I thought they were. Well, it ain't done it yet because my clock said, boop, boop. It's no longer three o'clock. It's five Bruh, o'clock. I woke up this morning talking about, oh, it's, I think I'm set for seven o'clock. And it's like, I looked, I was like, I know you lying. I went to bed at midnight. So I'm like, mm, nope. I told, I was like, hey, Siri, <laughs> like, oh. do XYZ. And she was like, all right, your alarm is set for this time. I said, bet. And I went back to sleep. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so. Yeah, but we love you guys. Thank you. Please rate, review, you know, give us great stars and whatnot. We appreciate you guys for listening to us. We appreciate you guys for taking part in our poll from last week. And Rob got the damn picture and put it in his bedroom, FYI. He don't listen. Not at all. It works. So. It worked. Mm-hmm. It did. Mm-hmm. Worked mm-hmm. on. Who? What? Whom? Hmm? 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 Mm-hmm. That's a CD after dark. So uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's, a pay that's a TNA question, right there. So yes, yeah. uh, we appreciate y'all. Thank you. We're gonna be back in another two weeks. It's gonna be a fun one because you, you know tax season right around the corner. Hey. We gonna get into that. We gonna get into some things with that in the finances. Don't be uh, don't be Wesley Snipes. Yikes! Don't be Wesley Snipes. Wow. April is coming. You know, we all hate you it. Got, you got them April, off. So for the actual tax heads out there, April 15th is your last actual day of mm-hmm. um, actually turning in your returns electronically. Mm-hmm. Please don't be caught with your pants down. Mm-mm. 415, everybody. 415. Mm-hmm. All right. So again, we love you guys. Thank you. So we about to be out. Peace. 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 Bye, guys.